I'm Mitch McCracken, and this is Memphis Music Interview, Memphis Music History Told from the Inside. This week's show is my conversation with Robbie Turner, and what an interview it was. Robbie has toured with the Highwaymen, Waylon Jennings, and the Dixie Chicks, and he's worked with Sam Phillips, Chips Moman, Reggie Young, Tony Joe White, and Sun Records, to name a few. And although he's known for his steel guitar playing, he also plays drums, bass guitar, basically any instrument you set in front of him. Here's part two of my interview with Robbie Turner. What was your affiliation with Sun Records? I did. I worked with for Sam Phillips and um, I, and Shelby Singleton. By the time I was in the recording, Shelby Singleton had already bought Sun from Sam. Oh, okay. And I worked at Sam Phillips. I worked at Sam Phillips Recording, huh. and I have recorded at Sun Studio several times with Ruth Thomas um, and some different folks. Um, you know, around the time that U two was there. You know. Uh-huh. And um, I, you know, I played with, and, and also I worked with Andy Paley there at Sun on the Dick Tracy soundtrack for Madonna, uh-huh. Madonna, uh, Madonna's Madonna's label, Sire Records. She was in the movie, I believe, that's uh, Warren Beatty, right? The new, the remake of Dick Tracy. Uh-huh. And uh, so, and I, and I worked there at Sun. I was living in Nashville when I came back and what was there with Jerry Lee on uh, some songs for the for the soundtrack of that movie. Oh wow! Wow. But, but I worked for Sam. I worked at Sam Phillips recording with uh, with Knox and Jerry, uh, with with Roland and um, uh, Stan Kessler and and with Sam. You know, Sam Sam was a, a, a big influence on me. He would come over to, you know, he was, he loved staying up all night. And he would he was you know he'd come over. My mother would go pick him up and bring him over to to Sonic Studio where I was working, and he would come in and. And usually, if it, we were tracking something, you know, uh, we we get to finish the track, and the band would go home. Me and him would stay there all night long, <laughs> just talk about. I mean, because those records just fascinated me, and he taught he taught me so much about feel, um, of the feel of of making records. You know, he said, "Man, he said I would give anything to have your musical knowledge," and I said, "Well, I, I would have anything to have your feel." He said, "You've already got my feel." He said, "All you got to do is just know, know how to bring it out." But that was the way he, you know, all those things he did. He didn't have a lot of music. Sam didn't have a lot of musical knowledge. He wanted to be. He wanted to be a singer and guitar player. Uh-huh. But he did. He wasn't. He wasn't that. There was chords. But the way that he made those records feel, and that came from him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, 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 he had to have the talent. But if you think about it, you look at the lives of all those guys, Jerry Lee and, and Cash, they all have some of Sam's characteristics in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and even Carl Perkins had it. Carl was the straightest of all of them, you know. Uh-huh. And, and Carl Perkins had but, the, but those guys, I mean, they all they all had parts of Sam just, just like, you know, a, a son watches his father. He doesn't, he, he watches his father more and learns more from watching him than from listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, you, you know, you want to be like your dad. And, and so that's, uh, that, that's, that's what Sam was. He was the dad to him. And, uh, and, but those many of those records, and so I, so anytime I worked with Sam in, in Memphis, it was it was great, and and I, and I did learn so much about the feel, and it wasn't about perfect, making the perfect record. It was about you know making sure that the feel was right on it, and uh, and that you felt the people's soul, you know, the artist singing it, all that. So, mm-hmm. well, that's that's what makes Memphis music Memphis music is the feel 
and you can't get it anywhere else. No, no. You and Reggie are building it at uh, Nashville, but you're still considered Memphis music, even though you're recording in, Man- yeah. in Nashville. Man, if I live to be 200 years old, <laughs> which I don't think I will, and, and, I, and I remain in Nashville the rest of those days, I'll still be considered a Memphis, and Reggie Young will tell you, a Memphis, Memphis boy. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, the greatest, that's a great compliment to me. Yeah, you know? yeah. I always smile when they say that because I know what they're talking about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't teach that. You can't teach that in schools, and you can't buy it. It's something that you have to live. Right. You know. Okay, I just want to say that. Oh, okay. I met the Memphis Boys when I was 18 years old and working at FM 100. And um, I always wanted to. As soon as my radio, my radio's picking up. That's them one hundred. Yeah, yeah. I hear Memphis calling me. <laughs> Shoe production, yeah, Andy yeah, Black. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and I went to yeah. school. I went to school with Andy. Uh, I've, I've known yeah. I've known him since since uh, he was in a in a group called the Strafers. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. Andy's my brother. I love it. Andy's my brother in Memphis. I, I love you. Yeah, man. I'm telling go you, ahead. he's. Yeah. But but I, I wanted to interview uh, Reggie Young, and I was told, oh, he'll he'll never talk to you. He did, you know, he didn't, he didn't do interviews, and and um, so I, I just sent him a message on Facebook, and I said, would you be interested? And he said, hey, I just got out of the hospital, let me get to feeling better, and I'll get in touch with you, which I felt was a blow off, you know. And then a few weeks yeah. later, he contacted me, and we did the interview, man. And I'm telling you, I just, I just, uh, I respected him as a musician, but I love him as a man. I mean, he was. He was just so kind to me uh, and told me so many great stories about American and recording with Elvis. And, and he was just a man. I loved him. There is no man on the planet that I have encountered and met. And I guarantee you there's no man on the planet that has as much musical talent as he does. And if as much. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and is, is just a nice person. And, and and a loving brother. I mean, that uh, we we call uh, I call him Mister White. He calls me Mister T. And um, and I, and, I, and, I, and I, of course we call each other Memphis Bros too. But this uh, man, this all this this all started out about this whole interview started out about talking about Reggie's album, sitting and listening to him play and knowing where that lick man. That's where that lick came from, you know, and stuff. And hearing his influence this. But but knowing that and knowing the love that I have for him as a friend, because in life we choose to either listen to words of wisdom or sometimes we fluff them off. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We just say, "Yeah, man, he's just another guy talking. <laughs> or just another old guy talking." Uh-huh. Man, when Reggie Young speaks, it's like he has something. When Reggie Young speaks, I listen uh-huh. about everything because he was the guy, the first guy that said. What are you still, you know, why aren't you already in Nashville? You're coming up here working. And that, he wasn't trying to pull me out of Memphis. He was just trying to give me an, the same opportunity he had. Uh-huh. And, and, and and that was some of the best advice musically and business-wise I ever got in my life. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had people speak great things in my life. Chips Moment and Sam Phillips, but, but Reggie Young's right up here with him. Right. And, 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 the, and, and, and he's remained a friend for all these years. And... Uh, you know when he come to, when he come to using my studio for his record, I said, "Man, I, I can't charge you nothing. I don't. I can't bill you. You're my brother." <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 he said, "Well, we got to do something." You know, so he he's he's been gracious about 
just handed me a check every now and then. And man, I don't even ever look at it because I don't think about it that way, you know. Right. But but it's a, it's an honor to work with him. But but man, these these it's an all R and B album with him. But man, he just for him to be as great. You set all that aside. He's the greatest man in the world. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's helped me. He's helped me, and I've been there for him too. We've we've been there for each other. I mean, we spent the day that that they're waiting back. We we were on the phone to each other all day long. Me and him and Ralph Moody would constantly, I was on the phone. My wife even said something. He said, you need to get some rest. You've been on the phone for 14 hours with people. <laughs> you know? And, and and people were calling, and I wasn't even taking the phone because I was talking to either Reggie or Ralph. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And so, so but, but but we were brothers that were, that, that, that were, were to bond together at a time when we needed each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that was, that's, that's what was most important, you know? Yeah. Um, at, the, at the time, so yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're right, man. He's dead on. He is the greatest guy, and uh, he would never fluff anybody off of it. I mean, I, I would see if he if he thought it was if he had read some work and was trying to to dig something negative out of somebody. Yeah, yeah, he would do that. He would fluff them off in a minute. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. But 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 someone like you know, man. He's, yeah. You know, he 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 he, he you know he and he can spot him from a mile away. You know. Yeah, I bet he can. I bet he can. But yeah, that, oh yeah, he said uh, at the end of the interview, I thanked him for his time, and he said, "Man, I got to tell you," he said, "This is the most fun I've had doing an interview uh, because you know it was just a conversation. It wasn't. I wasn't pushing for information or you know." And he appreciated that. And man, that just when he said that, man, my feet didn't touch the ground for two weeks. <laughs> well, and, I, and, and, I, and I, let me tell you something. We've been talking here for, for a minute, but let me tell you, I know what he's saying because I feel really comfortable. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I have the gift of gab. I talk a lot. Sometimes I'll get off and you need to rein me in for those things. But I know exactly what he's saying because you do. You make people feel com- comfortable, you know. And, and we and we know we already we already me and you are already musically tied up and we're family already to the people that we both know. Andy Black man. Yeah, that, oh, that yeah. guy was, uh, you know, he and everybody over you uh, and I, man, I listen to FM one hundred all the time, and this because I was, I didn't listen to just country music, you right, know? right, and uh, so uh, yeah, I remember when that I've got, I've got a forty five of that single, yeah, that, that uh, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the Pat Taylor singing and and um. Suzanne, uh, Sus- Taylor, Suzanne, yeah. Suzanne Jerome, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and that that was so. The, cool. I used, yeah, that was, I'm sorry. I used to go listen. I used to go to the breaks and listen to the breaks at uh, Alfred's up there. You know, they're right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I tell you, I just did an interview with uh, with both Pat and Suzanne not too long ago. They're amazing people. But to hear Andy Black tell the story about pulling them both into the studios, and they already knew each other. But he said he witnessed them falling in love, and I just thought that was so cool. He told me that same thing too. I mean, we all had uh, Andy worked with me, and, and I worked with Andy throughout the years. Uh, and, and Andy worked with Chip. See, that's another guy we all had. Uh-huh. Andy worked with Chip before I did. He would come up and sing back up and, and do stuff for him. But it, it, it's just you know, you think about, you look back on your life, and you go, "Hey, wait, this was already happening here." It's like a but yeah, man, Andy is, is, is and, and Warren, all the guys over to Warren Wagner was his name over to all the guys that she was, man, just all that is such good, such history. I mean, and I worked over there, Andy would come sing for me or, and play percussion, you know, at my different studios I had. Uh-huh. I had, um, Onyx studio there, which was Chips Roman's new American, him and Don Cruz had, uh, 
the old Americans, and they built this, the Onyx over there, which is over behind John Grisani's restaurant off of Airways, right the corner of Airways and the bar. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and so uh, when the arcades had that for a while, um, and then my, my mother had a bus, my mother's dad had a bus company. And um, my dad retired and moved to Florida, and so mom was still running it. And she, so the Barcades, uh had a bus, and were, they were wanting to get rid of their, 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 that building. So my mother bought the bus from them. And and did a bus trade out for part of the for part of the pay of that building and gave him some cash and we gave him some cash uh-huh. um, uh, and, bought, and bought that building to open a, uh, another studio. This is when I lived in Memphis. And then I never got that going. I had a partnership uh, that resolved somewhere else than another studio in Memphis. I, I was involved with four different studios there. Wow. And then um, and so I, so I went. Um, so I was going to try to get honest, and I never could get that uh, finance to get that off the ground, and, and it was just trying to constantly trying to make a living and and working and stuff, and then then all of a sudden they get the Hollywood gig, and I'm moving to Nashville, <laughs> and so uh, so Doug Easley, uh, I go over to his house to work, and I tell him I've got this building. He said I'm looking for a building. He's got his place in his house. Yeah, I'm looking for a building. I've got a building. So we we strike up a deal. He leases that place from me. So. So, and he ran easy, him and Doug McCain ran uh, easy recording out of there for years <laughs> and did some great things in that place before it burned down. Wow. You know? and, uh, and and so, uh, but I, I owned the building and then, then my mother, so I let her, I gave her the title, I said, man, just get rid of the property, you know, uh-huh. and because it's, you know, after it burned out, that was such a sad thing to see, to see that happen, but. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, but there was they, and that's another whole story, man. Because those guys did great stuff over there. Jack White recorded there, and the Sonic Youth, and you know they were doing uh, such great underground stuff. And you know that um, there. I mean, I would, I would, I would hear about some great record. I'd hear a record and say, "Man, that really sounds great." And love it. Find out it was recorded by Studio in Memphis. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, their their studio, really, their building, but my, yeah, my building and their their gear. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. Now, yeah. now let's try, talk a little bit. Uh, now, were were you on the infamous uh, Dixie Chicks tour? Um, oh yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah. I was Big Bird. <laughs> I was I was Big Bird in the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get a call from this um, uh, British talking manager dude. And he said, I managed addiction tips, which I knew the girls and um, uh-huh. I had not, uh, and, and, and them well. So, uh, um, and, and they worked with them, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, recordings, recordings and stuff. So, so this guy calls and says, and this is uh, like a, not quite a year, not e- not even a year after Wayman passed away. Uh-huh. And, I, and, and so he calls and the Dixie Chicks are uh, doing a, put together a band for a, a year long tour worldwide and it's going to be a really big thing and they want to want to know what it would cost to get you out there and i said um i'm not interested in going on the road anymore i said i quit touring with one of the things that so tell him i said thanks he said no i said they, they need they need to think about this i said i don't even think about nothing <laughs> i just told you i'm not, I'm not going to i'm not going to tour uh-huh. i said thanks for calling and i hung the phone on him i was thinking man this guy they can't take no for an answer right. but really i was wrong there so he calls back 15 minutes later Says, uh, um, Robbie said, I don't know you, but, and I apologize to him. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so weird. I said, that, that way that thing is just a touchy subject, and I brought it up, you didn't bring it up, so that's, that's all my bad. I said, I understand. He said, won't you think about this? 
And I said, well, you know, I, I, I don't really think about going back on the road again. He said, well, it, it, he said, it's going to be about three, you know, probably three weeks on, two, two weeks off. You know, you, you'll, be, you'll be gone three weeks and, and come home for a couple of weeks and go back out again. And so, uh, and it's, but it's going to be worldwide. It's going to be a whole lot of work. And it's going to be a really big tour. He said, why don't you, and he also said the girls are not, they're not, they don't have a list of musicians. They have a list of each player they want to get. And so far, there's been one guy. We have the entire band, and it's been one guy we haven't been able to get. And I said, okay. So that tells me you guys are paying some good money. Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, I hang up, talk to my wife. We come up with a price that we figured that surely to God they won't pay. And uh, so I call him back and tell him, he says, okay, done deal. I said, what? He said, uh, he said, done deal, man. He said, man, we need you to come to, you need to fly to New York and switch to Saturday Night Live with us. I said, do what? I said, no, man, this is not the way it's supposed to go. You know? And I mean, and, I, and I'm kind of in shock because I'm thinking, honey, we're going to have a good year, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I, I fly out to, I fly out to New York and and, uh, and do Saturday Night Live with him, and, and then then it's off. And um, so we we the, one of the first things we do. We're, I mean, it's like two weeks later, I'm in Europe. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all of a sudden, I, 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 my passport had expired. I didn't realize that. Expired and they got an extradited passport. And I'm in I'm in Europe two weeks later after this phone call, uh-huh. and so we're we're to play at a place called Shepherd's Bush, and that's where the incident happened. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I'm on stage with, and you know that's our first show, and, and so it's a really quick show, but it's it's private for uh, for uh, media people in. Uh, Europe, because we're playing London at Shepherd's Bush, it's a very famous venue. It's like, it's like the or- Orpheum there. Uh-huh. You know, it's an old place. Everybody has played very cool with you. And so we're playing. And uh, But that day, they had there was protesters protesting Tony Blair siding with George Bush. And so I don't get into politics here now. I right. don't, so don't. You know, I'm, I'm not. I don't do that right. ever. You know, but, but <laughs> now Tony Blair had supported George Bush on the going to war, and they they had half a million people walking down the road in, in London in front of our hotel that day. And Natalie asked what, and their manager, who is British, and and told uh, Natalie the the whole story behind, his, of course, his opinion. About you know, uh, which was he he decided with the protesters uh, um, over the Tony Blair thing, you know, supporting Bush. So they and there had many people. And she said, "Wow, that's this is amazing." So we do the gig that night, and she makes the statement, and it's, it's and, it, and it just kind of flies by. I don't even think about it, I, you know. And it was something really simple, like we are we're, we're the Dixie Chicks. It was after the third song. We said, we're the Dixie Chicks. We're from Texas, and sorry to say, the same state that George Bush is from. Right. And they all applauded her. We go to the next song, no big deal. And the next day, my, I talked to my wife, she said, what happened <laughs> over there? She said, you won't believe what, what they're saying on the news over here about y'all. And I said, I don't, I don't know. I thought they were talking about Johnny Bush. Texas about Willie Nelson and stuff. Anyway, I made a joke out of it. And man, I had no idea until we got back to the states how, how blown out. Of, I mean, how crazy that had gotten. Not, I'm not gonna say blown out of proportion, but it, it, it was crazy back here. So yeah, yeah. And I was on stage with them, and then I, I did a ten month tour. And we were gone all the time. It was no three weeks on and two weeks off. It was 
four four or five weeks gone, maybe if I wanted to fly home, they'd fly me home on a Learjet for two days or three days, you know. So, uh, but it was a lot. But it was very. It was it was part of music history. Yeah. Because being on the stage, being on stage with them and watching ha- what happened um, to their careers after that, you know, I mean, they're they're great girls and they are very 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 talented. And I don't believe that none of that was meant to be what it got be- became media wise. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I, I still love those girls, and, and there's not anybody with any more talent as far as artists go. You know, uh-huh. they were dead on, and Navi sings her brains out, and those girls, and, and Marty and uh, Emily plays. I mean, they just they 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 are troopers, troopers mm-hmm. when it comes to playing. So, what? So, do you know what they're doing now? I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I, I know. I, uh, I, I, I downloaded an album to them. Marty and Emily did called Courtyard Dogs. Are you? Are the way? Oh Cook yeah, Dogs. yeah. Courtyard Dogs. Uh-huh. Court, courtyard Courtyard Hounds. Don't say literally say dogs. Yeah. Hounds. He's counting Courtyard Dogs. Hounds. <laughs> I said it again. Um, the name of the group, but yeah, and, and it was a cool record, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, and I and I still see every day that they're going go to Canada and do some special gigs, you know, as, as Dixie Chicks, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, they don't have anything going, I don't believe. Wow. The name, the name of the tour was the Top of the World Tour, and believe me, it was. So what would you th- say is the, was the highlight of your career so far? Man, I don't know if I could say that. Okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not talking about it on a person. I'm just, I don't know if I search my heart. Uh-huh. I don't know what that, I don't know what that would be. Mm-hmm. Because... I remember thinking when I was rehearsing and looking out, and, and, and I, Chip Sloan was facing. I, I saw the back end, the ass end of the highwayman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 in rehearsals, I'm looking at it all. And me and Reggie talked about this. I, I looked off for their backside, and Chip standing in front of me at rehearsal, talking to all of them, and getting and them looking at him, getting his approval. You know, uh, because he was the fifth Hollerman, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and he and he put all that together. I mean, it was it was it, for him to I mean, he had the final say so in making those records, and, and that's who they entrusted to do that. Right. You know, um, the third album was produced by Don was, but the second album, the first two albums was done by by, by Chips, and, and that's who they looked at, and it's to sit there and look and saying. The, this for history, not not looking to my right for my brother Reggie Young is right to my right, but looking out front and seeing these four guys, Terrians, and and Chips looking at him and Chips smiling and looking at each one of them shaking his head, yeah, that's cool. Wow, man, that that moment right there, the history of just those five guys right there. I said, man, I could die right now. <laughs> I ain't got to play no gig with him. I ain't got to play one note with him. I could just die right now. This is it. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking that, that I was the guy, the only guy they asked to do this. Wow. You know, and then, I mean, I, I think about that moment, and I remember, I remember, it's emotional for me right now. I'm in my hair center, my arm just talking about it. But I remember tearing up, thinking, God, you have blessed me with the opportunity right here that, that, that uh, um, that people don't see every day in their life, you know. And there's people that have just as much talent, even more talent than me, but but they have have, have never had that offer or haven't things haven't worked out for them that way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that's not that's not something you can dream about happening. I can, I could have never dreamed that would happen. 
that's what those guys did, man. They did, they, they weren't thinking about their careers, and, and man, White had never cared who who he stepped on as far as his mouth goes. He would say what he saw. Uh, now, I mean, you know, whose toes he stepped on. I'm saying, what I meant by that, that's who he stepped on. But when he when he made a statement, it was honest. He was honest about that. Okay, those guys were they made they were real. They made their music uh, no compromise. Uh-huh. You know, and White opened White opened the. Any artist that signs a record deal in Nashville, Tennessee, should should uh, get on their knees and thank Waylon because he gave them everything they have as far as any kind of power of making the creative art form of music uh-huh. they want to make. It, and, they, and they all, no compromise, made that. Well, they did his, his way. They did their way. And Chimps did it his way. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you think about the history just right there, and not about the fame, but the, just, man, look what those guys did musically. Right, you know, and 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 that's when I right then I said I can go ahead and die, and I really meant it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I wanted to go, but yeah. but I really meant it. You know, if I died right then, so and then since then, I've, me and Reggie's played with Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you know, we've we, we've uh, we, we've been on, we've been treated like teens. We, you know, we um, we went we went on to work for Don Watts on many many albums, some of the biggest things in the history of music. There's so many things that. My life that that are historical moments uh-huh. and music and 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 man for somebody to live that you know it, 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 so I, I that's why it makes it hard for me to think what is the highlight of my career because I I have I have too many to talk about right yeah you know? yeah but when I started doing the uh, you know I mean I I knew a lot about you I thought I knew everything but uh man did i not <laughs> you know i started uh, i went well i went to your website and started reading and and then the 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 list of the people that you have played with is just absolutely phenomenal you know i mean like yeah, people like uh the oak ridge boys and travis trent and i mean it just uh tanya tucker i mean it just goes on and on and on yeah, yeah, go back. Charlie Rich, Jerry J, who who had a hit of Hello Josephine and cut it Sun Records, brother Jack. <laughs> Jerry walked into Sun Records. Uh, Jerry J, he was, he was Jerry Hatley, he's from Manila. He's a DJ from Manila, Arkansas. I walked into to uh, uh, and had him, uh, two, uh, two other guys. He played guitar, and there were two other guys walked in three piece band in a Sonic Studio, and paid for one hour of studio time ten dollars, three dollars for the tape. And cut Hello Josephine leaked the master to high records and had a million seven records <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, on on Hello Josephine and that, that session cost thirteen dollars <laughs> and, and he, he he had cut the flip side I think the flip side was low black limousine uh-huh. and on a low black veil and he, he he cut the that is the A side and he and so he wrote us and you got ten minutes of time left he said well let's cut let's just cut something so he cut Josephine and that was a million seven record wow thirteen dollars. Wow, you know, what? but yeah, and, and I worked for him for years, and he's a dear friend, still living down in Biloxi, Mississippi. But I, 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 I learned from him. I get to be around Larry Rogers. There. They made, they had uh, Block Six, which was the Lynn Lewis Studios, and um, you know, and, and the and the work with the uh, Barcades, what with Confunction, yeah. to work, went on to, went on to work with the Gap Man, and you dropped the bomb on me, um, <laughs> you know, just. You know, through all Jetty Phillips, Jed Phillips, his daddy, Jetty Phillips, who, who ran Mercury Records and down at R had offices, R at running at R and B division, uh-huh. being around John Fry, John Hampton, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Jack Holder, 
you know, those things were just as important as anything I ever did. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was that was all part of my raising it in the country, in the country world. You know, that's, that's my raising. Yeah. You know, yeah. it is. It's my it's my history and and my parents' um, history. I mean, Colin Escott made made a statement one time. He said, "Robbie, your country music royalty." Just from your just being a son, uh, being a musician, being the son of Dolan Bernie's Turner. Mm-hmm. You know, my my parents played for Hank Williams Senior in the forties, and my dad had his own Western Swing Band. After that, they were they were out paving the way on the road when it wasn't buses, when it was cars and old packet living things and stuff, and pulling and putting the having the bull, the upright bass they called the bull bass in the back seat laid across well <laughs> tied to the top, but then when it rained. They have to bring it inside the uh, car and lay it across the musicians in the back of the car, you know. <laughs> yeah. And have, have the have the uh, head of the bass, the upright bass, you got to bring it getting wet, wow. you know. And, and the gravel, they wasn't paved roads. They, they drive down gravel roads to go play music, right? You know. So, so those are the those are the people right there, and and, and um, that's just as important as anything. Yeah, but yeah, but I I look at that list sometimes. I go because I see I put my website together myself, and some some people. The, the entertainment industry is hype. Uh-huh. You know, there really is. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it. There's so, there's so much of that. But you know what? There's not one thing on there on my on, on my side of one person listed that I that I really didn't place to record with or have a great personal relationship with. That's what's important to me. And I man, I don't want to ever stop learning. I I haven't learned everything I'm gonna learn. I I wanna learn until the day I die. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you, Mitch. I sure enjoyed this, man. Make sure you're with us next time for Memphis Music Interview. Memphis Music History Told from the Inside. I'm Mitch McCracken, and I hope to see you then. Memphis Music Interview is a Get Cracken production.